0: listening to this program for any amount of time, you'll know that I don't really get into the reality TV stuff, the TMZ style stuff in covering this team. I'm way more into the football, but sometimes it's not really avoidable. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates in the same place that you found this. Mason Rudolph took the first team reps yesterday at practice. Kenny Pickett participated in practice, officially listed as a limited participant, even though he himself told reporters that he's completely fine and ready to play. Rudolph will start Sunday in Seattle, Take that one to the bank. If I had even the tiniest sliver of doubt about that before yesterday, it was gone after covering practice and talking to guys in the locker room. They are behind Rudolph. I'm not going to turn this into some kind of one guy versus the other controversy or anything like that because that's not really reflective either. But they know what Rudolph just did for them against the Bengals. They loved it, and they want some more of it, to paraphrase the country song. And now, even more than before, I am a billion percent in favor of this as well. Want a small example? Listen to what I asked Deontay Johnson yesterday and how he answered it. How much did it mean to you that Mason hung in the pocket the way he did? Uh, a lot, you know. So that he was so poised in the pocket—that's uh, real big. To be able to keep your eyes downfield while got the D line trying to get in your face or whatever it is. But just little stuff like that showing that he's not—he's gonna stand the pocket a little longer, to make his reads, not try to get out so quick, uh, find this guy. You know, he did that. Uh, they made plays for him, made him look good. Uh, so like we're trying to build off that this one. I got those all over the room without fishing, without making it sound like I had some preferred answer. I had guys who were blocking for Rudolph who said that it was the best experience that they had all season because he stood still in the pocket. They knew where he was going to be. I had players at all positions praising him for his leadership in general. But within that, the decisiveness that he showed, the commitment to the primary play that's available to him instead of constantly checking down. And I had Miles Boykin in one of my favorite exchanges of the afternoon break down the one catch that Boykin had in a game and the really smart read that Rudolph made at the line to get that called. And he did it right at the line with one gesture in Boykin's direction because he saw that a Cincinnati safety wasn't taking Boykin seriously at all because every time Boykin comes onto the field, Boykin is signaling to the universe in the Matt Canada offense that there's about to be a run. Well, there wasn't one this time because Rudolph was doing his homework. Meaning he continued to study the playbook, study the film. He'd even breathe the cadence out loud when someone else was at quarterback because he wanted to live out those plays because he wanted to be ready for them if and when his time came. Well, his time came and as we all saw, he was ready in every way. But here again, I wasn't preparing to talk about the quarterbacks one more time. Done that a lot this week already. Did it a lot last week. The thing I'm feeling right now is some puzzlement as to the way Pickett carried himself yesterday at the facility. Wednesday, for anyone who doesn't know, is the day that the starting quarterback speaks with the media. It's one day a week. We used to call it Ben's Day. Get it? Wednesday, Ben's Day for Ben Roethlisberger. But the practice has continued even in his retirement. And sure enough, Rudolph met with the media, answered a few questions, and that was the end of that, except that Pickett also was taken to that same part of the locker room, the one with the advertising backdrop, that's used now for players of prominence to do group interviews. I'm not sure why, I'm not sure whose idea it was, I am sure that the Steelers conspicuously left that video off of their official website yesterday. It's still not up there. Only the one with Rudolph is. And I'm also sure that, man, he had a rough time. Pickett was really unhappy. Take this from somebody who has spent the past 48 hours laughing off These various still shots and memes that have been going around social media of a straight-faced, stern-looking Pickett on the sideline because, as I said just on yesterday's show, cameras can catch you doing all kinds of things, including just picking your nose. Well, this session, this group interview session with Pickett was way more telling than any of that and not necessarily in a favorable way. The answers were short, the expression was exactly what you saw in those memes, and this was the way he answered this one particular question from a television reporter in Erie. Having the chance to step back and be on the sidelines and see the game from a different perspective has it allowed you to see anything different, learn anything, and you know, take some lessons from it? No, no. It's not my job or responsibility to go to bat for any other reporter unless they're, you know, working at DK Pittsburgh Sports, but there's nothing wrong with that question. Nothing at all. And what you don't see from just hearing the audio is that before he gave his no, the picket kind of looked off to the side and looked to the ground and then delivered it and then quickly scanned around the rest of the pack as if to say, I'll take another question now, please. It bugged him. There are a billion ways he could have gotten out of answering that with just the flat no. He could have just said something along the lines of, oh, sure, absolutely. You learn something every day in, in this great game of football. And I'm blessed to be out there on the field to see this offense having a great day and picking up on different things that I could be able to utilize when I'm back out there he could have answered it in a way that nobody would have thought a second thought about it. Now, he did say this later to another question for full and fair context. Yeah, it's good. It's good. We had a lot of success. Um, You know, guys did a great job after the catch. Mason made great throws. I thought we played complimentary football all the way around. Uh, Defense played great, so it was awesome to see. But the reason that I'm bringing this up isn't to kick Kenny when he's down or to bury him. I'm not doing that. And I really don't care how often I get accused of doing that because I know that I'm not. However, there is a stark disconnect here between this young man's performance to date and what we saw and heard yesterday. We are talking about someone who has an 81.4 quarterback rating this season. That's 26th in the NFL. We're talking about someone who ranks 28th in passing yards, in large part because the offense has been terrible, but at least in small part because he's gotten himself hurt because of fleeing constantly. If you aren't seizing, and I mean seizing, this opportunity to learn and absorb as much as possible regarding this offense when it's being appropriately handled, and on top of that, you aren't assuming any sort of humility for your performance to date, man, that doesn't bode well at all for your future. When we come back, J1Q. DK does, Joey Porter Jr., get tasked with shadowing DK Metcalf. I would love to see the physicality between those two. I am really close to certain based on one and only one conversation that I had yesterday that that'll be the assignment that's in place. And yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well. I also don't believe that it would be something that Porter would be tasked with handling without some kind of safety help, but then the Seahawks do have other weapons, and the Steelers, of course, are almost completely out of players in their secondary, so they have to preserve the ones that they have and protect the ones that they have schematically. But yes, I do believe that you're going to see that matchup, and you know what? I like it for a bunch of reasons, but the main one is that Even though Porter is pretty much good for a flag a game, with his handsiness issue of his, there's a really, really good chance that he'll get away with more against a big-bodied guy who is, as you put it, physical in his own approach to getting open and catching the football. There can't be a striped official anywhere on earth who would look at Metcalf and think, Man, that guy's really operating at a physical disadvantage because of the way so-and-so here is defending them. Even though Porter is obviously long for a corner, he's hardly imposing in the way that Metcalf is. So I'm very much looking forward to that matchup. The more that matchup stays one-on-one, the healthier it'll be for the defense. The last thing that Terrell Austin or Mike Tallman are going to want to do out in Seattle is make some kind of halftime adjustment because Porter's getting torched. But you know what? That hasn't even come close to happening, and we are not giving that kid his due to date. Some of the more advanced metrics on this stuff, especially as it relates to the caliber of opponents that Porter's had to shut down, is out of this world. He has been so far everything the Steelers could have wanted, and then some, even with the flag a game. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. And we're going to do one more of these tomorrow before I fly out to the Pacific Northwest. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop.